for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Elisa Hines, Multimedia Specialist. So what is going on in your world? Oh, census, census, and more census. It so is how, about that time. So how did you get to be the, uh, the, the point person on the census? Well, something about my boss went and had knee surgery and left me in charge, and yeah. it just stuck. So. Uh, yeah, and I think that was the best decision I've ever <laughs> made. So awesome. So what are we talking about? Okay. I'm guessing it's uh, census. Yes, we're going to be talking about the census today. And today's guest is Library Director Stacy Delano, and she'll be discussing the library's role as Census Central. And here's a couple of basic facts. The U.S. Census Bureau's official goal is to ensure that everyone is counted once, only once, and in the right place. The census was mandated by the U.S. Constitution, and it's conducted every 10 years since 1790. The census hopes to accurately count some 140 million households and over 325 million people. And more than $600 billion per year in federal money is tied to this count. Also at stake are the number of congressional seats that each state has in the U.S. House of Representatives. So overall, it's a pretty important activity for for the entire country. It's huge and on so many levels. Uh, you don't really think about it, um, even when it's like we're talking census. But as you just pointed out, it, it actually affects even your daily life in some areas. Yes, it can. All right. Well, welcome, Stacy. Hello. So you're a return uh, guest. We I had am. you before. So we hope you like us, and you'll come back and see of course. us. All right. Love you. Okay. So, Stacy, before we get started, we're going to do a lightning round, and we're going to ask you some random but revealing questions. Go. Are you ready? I'm ready. She's ready. What book or movie have you read or seen recently that you would recommend, and why? Okay. So it's going to be a, a limited series. I hope there's a second season, but um, I just started subscribing to Hulu because I've run out of Netflix stuff. And my husband and I just completed um, Wu-Tang, an American saga on the Wu-Tang clan. And I loved it so much. Um, And I really liked it because even though I don't I do probably listen to rap music more than you would think a 50-year-old librarian would. Who's into basketball? <laughs> um, but um, I love the Wu-Tang Clan. And the thing is, is that the series, which is a fictionalized account of their time before they were famous, it is all about characterization, which is exactly what I love about an excellent book, is when you're getting the background and the motivation for why characters are behaving the way they behave. And that's what the series exactly did for me. So I really enjoyed it and um, would suggest it to people who just like good characterization, even if you don't think you like rap. And of course, I'll have to say, once you see it, you're going to want to know more about Wu-Tang, and that's when you come to the library. I know that we've got the Tao of Wu, so so then you'll want to check that out and read it. And I had a good time with some of my staff members um, uh, 
there's a Wu-Tang Clan rap named Generator. So I went ahead and and we put our names into it. Um, I did that um, and then told them what their names were. So mine was Rough Prophet, which was pretty good. Sherry, I did do yours. Oh, wow. Yours is The Phantom Bandit. Of course it is. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> now you see her, now you did. I, I'm, I mean, that's pretty good because some of the names that came out weren't like the most awesome, but I really like yours. You could probably go legit with that. We should take it on the road. <laughs> I think so. I think we'll be using that in the office. Here she comes. It's the Phantom Badget. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, and Stacy, I think this one's a really good one for you. What fictional world or place would you like to visit? So the interesting part of this and why this question appeals to me is because I actually have very little interest in fantasy type fictionalized, and I think I might have said this mm, before. We've about I this. don't enjoy fantasy aspects of books. I like full out reality down to the details of what plates and baskets look like in someone's house. So what I have to do when I think of that is go to, not only am I a basketball and rap aficionado, I'm also a hardcore gamer. So uh-huh. my game of choice is Fallout, which explores um, uh, post-apocalyptic America um, after uh, China and the United States have gotten into um, nuclear war. And it takes place in an alternate reality where um, the transistor chip was never made. So it all relies on nuclear power. So the world is very different in many ways, but it's all kind of stuck in a late 40s, 50s cultural era. But everything, of course, is blown up and in tatters. And so... And you feel right at home. I love that world. But I don't want to read that in a book. And I don't know why that disconnect is there between what I enjoy seeing in a video game or maybe even on a TV show versus what I love to read about, which is just the very real exact details of people's everyday lives. Hmm. We learn so much about Stacy every time <laughs> she comes. Stacy's uh, very interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just jump into our real topic today, although I could keep asking you questions. Uh, we could do this all day long. Um, so um, so the city of Stillwater and Payne County, we are gearing up to encourage people to complete the census. So this year, the census has a, a an electronic response um, component that's a little bit different than the previous ones. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that uh, all the residents in Payne County understand that the census is coming, that it's important, and make sure that, that if they had questions, they had a place to go. So uh, Stacy and the Stillwater Public Library and the other public libraries in uh, Payne County have all volunteered to be census central. So I guess the question really is, is what does that mean, Stacy? So as Census Central, which really is hard to, to roll out on your tongue, um, but I just love it because that's, we, that's what we are. We're the hub where anyone who has a question about the census process 
or anyone who doesn't have the technology or devices to fill out the census. And I say, even if you just need some moral support or some encouragement to do it, we're the place to contact. We're going to be providing answers to any questions you have. So um, the librarians um, spent a good deal of time watching webinars um, that are kind of geared towards census workers and reading a lot of different um manuals on how the census process works so that when people have a question and aren't sure what to expect or why they haven't gotten um, a contact about the census or what they should do next, we can have the answers for you. Yeah. So if I was a resident and I maybe have a little bit of a, like technology anxiety. Exactly. Um, and and I occasionally do. Uh, and I sometimes I just want to talk to a real person. It's like, I'm about to hit send. Oh, is everything okay? You know? So having that, like a face to go and talk to. Because if you call the census, you're not probably going to talk to somebody. Uh, but having that local person, you know, answer the questions. You know, what do they do with the information? Where, you know, I I don't want my public, inf- my private information public. You know, what what can you tell me about that? So you might as well tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is one of the the pieces of information mm-hmm. we're really trying to make sure that everyone understands about the census. It is it is completely confidential. Um, the workers, I believe, there are very serious consequences mm-hmm. should any information ever be revealed, and people should feel safe about. Uh, partaking in the census. And what I've said um, many times is you should be much more worried about the information that you're disclosing every time you just hop on the web to do a search. The census is, I don't have those concerns with the census. The census is safe and effective, and it's something that you can feel good about filling out without worrying that someone's going to be looking over your answers and doing something with the information other than using it to put together with all the rest of the community members to make a larger count, which will help us as a city receive more benefits. And they're not interested in your name. They're just interested in this is the address and this is how many people are there. Exactly. So um, so when they do get that number, Elisa, you've been uh, doing quite a bit of research as well. What, do, what benefits do the community get from this? There are several, and, you know, you have those people out there that go, I don't want the government knowing anything about me or my address. The fact is, government knows about your address because you have your address at the post office. So that's already on record. But the information that we get from all this is – we're finding out who lives there, if they're male or female, um, what nationality they are. And all this is is to find out, is to gather data so that when, say, there's a, a natural disaster that happens. And we know that there's 10 houses in the neighborhood we don't know how many people there are unless we take that census. And so then FEMA can come in and say, oh, well, there's X number of people that are being uh, affected by this natural disaster, and here's the amount of money for that X number of people that's available to help you recover from that disaster. 
So if you're not counted, then say you're, an example is you've got 10 houses on a block. Tornado comes through and wipes out all 10 houses. Only seven of those houses actually were counted in the last census. So what FEMA has is just the number of people from those seven houses. So they have this pot of money that is available for seven houses. But then you have all 10 houses that want to get a, a piece of that money to help recover from the, the natural disaster. And so because only seven houses were counted, then 10 houses are now going to have to share only the amount seven houses would get. Whereas if all 10 houses had been counted, then their money would be available for all 10 houses. So that's how it can affect you just in a natural disaster. And that's just one such small example. I know that for me, until we took on this role of Census Central, the only thing I really thought about the census was uh, we just are doing constantly a ex very excited countdown to the day when we're going to get the next set of census information released. They release it after, say, 60 years, um, and that for researchers and people doing genealogy is just a magical day when we finally have access to that information. And that's really the only thing I thought about it. And then by taking part in this process, I'm seeing how many different decisions are made with that data. And even just with the library, I learned, um, and in my new role as a director, as I'm now taking care of the grant that provides us with internet service, I would be able to provide our customers with internet service that's five times faster than what we can provide right now if only we can reach that next threshold. So I'm really hoping that people are going to help us get there because we want to provide the best service we can. And it turns out completing the census is going to help us do that. That's, it is amazing all of the different uh, government programs that are based on count. Uh, you know, it's count that decides how much uh, farm loans are available in a state. It's count that decides not maybe completely uh, in either example, but how much uh, Pell Grant money is available for university students. It decides, depending on the size of your city, the tax dollars that you have paid into the federal government get allocated back to your state. And the more people that are counted in your state, the more money you get back. This money is used for roads, for playgrounds, for, uh, I don't know, it's just endless the amount of tax dollars you get back. And I think the real thing to keep in mind is just by having a more complete count and a bigger population, that doesn't mean any of us are going to be paying more money. This money has already been paid by us. And if we've paid it, we want to see that coming back and representing and being used on the people who actually paid it instead of going to another community or to another state. Yeah, I don't think people understand yeah. that this is your tax money that you paid in that you get back, well, you don't get it back, but your community, your community gets it gets. back. Public it's, schools, it's not, fire department. It's not federal government money. It's your state tax dollars, your federal tax dollars. Mm -hmm. You're getting that money back. So anyway, so it is a big deal. Uh, so, uh, so now that we know the importance of the census 
so how exactly? So I'm a so I'm a resident. I have a question. I'm going to go into the library. I, I've got my postcard, or maybe I don't have my postcard-sized letter. I think is how they're saying it now. So it'll be a postcard-sized letter. I have it, and I come and see you, or maybe I don't have it, and I come and see you. What's the next step? So what we want everyone to do is to make contact with our adult services help desk. And that's the rounded desk that you see when you come right into the doors. Yeah. So those are the librarians who have been trained to assist with census questions. And there are multiple things that we can help you do from there. The first thing is that if you don't have your postcard, you actually can end up filling out the census and using our computers to fill out the census. There are some pieces of information that, that you will need, and there will be some authentication processes afterward. And part of that may be getting a return phone call to be able to verify that you are, in fact, the person who filled out that census. However, we really do encourage you to make the process as easy as possible by retaining and keeping a hold of that postcard, bringing that in so we can take you over to a computer. If you already know how to use a computer, you're set because we can just get you right onto one and get you to where you need to go so that you can fill out the form. If you don't know how to use a computer, we're glad to show you the basic functions that you need to be able to do to be able to use a computer to fill it out. However, we'll also have available phones where you can fill out the census via phone if you like. And we can also help people request a paper format census form if that's what you prefer. Because even though you get the postcard in the mail and not the paper form, you can make that request. Um, in addition to that, we will have some uh, days where we will just have an open lab time uh, in our north building where you can come in. There will be multiple librarians there with um, PCs, uh, computers, and, and touchscreen laptops, and phones that you can use so that you can do um, your census completion while there are multiple librarians right there to give you assistance and answer questions. I do want to continually stress we can't fill out the form for you. Um, we're not allowed to do that. But we can help you with the process of basically how to get to the site, how to um, do some of the manipulations with the mouse or with the touch screen and get you um, squared away so that you can get that form completed. Now, to help you with this, you all applied and won a grant and how's that grant going to help you? Well, we actually did end up being awarded two grants. So the first one is an Oklahoma grant um, provided by the Oklahoma Department of Libraries and funded from the Institute of Museum and Library Services. It is $3,100. Um, um, and we also received an additional grant from the American Library Association's um, Library Census Equity Fund for $2,000. We're really excited about that one, especially because we were one of just 59 libraries that got it, and there were well over 500 applicants across the nation who um, applied for it. And we were the only library in Oklahoma who received the grant. 
we'll be using that $5,100 to do several things. First, we'll be purchasing some devices, phones, and phone cards so that we're able to um, have the mobile technology to be able to go to different outreach visits throughout the community so that even if you um, may have difficulties with transportation or maybe you really haven't ever heard about the census or maybe you've got questions and, and are concerned about the census and don't really want to fill out the census, we're going to be there to help you get the answers that you need so that you'll feel more comfortable filling it out. And the technology and the librarians will be right there on hand to be able to assist. We'll be going to some places like Our Daily Bread um, to some of the local churches. We'll be headed over to Head Start and to um, multiple other locations so that we can make sure that everyone gets counted. You know, there's a lot of questions that when people really start thinking of the, the nitty-gritty part of how do you count everyone and count them in the right spot, what about like homeless or uh, maybe group homes or, you know, like even prisons? Are there... So how do they count those? Do you, do you know? Yes, they actually have um, specific processes for communal living situations. So, for example, for the Mission of Hope, they'll have someone who assists them with the process. Or for group homes, um, they'll have someone to assist them with the process of getting everyone within that dwelling counted. That will not be one of the things that we're involved in because there are specific um, staff. Yes through the census department who assist them uh, in getting counted. That would probably be something similar to how the dorms are counted, that there's a process for it, because each of the students may not individually fill it out because it's a group living. Uh, But the students who live in individual apartments would be considered uh, Stillwater residents, and they need to complete the census as as Stillwater residents since they're here nine months out of the year. And that's key. If this the census is based off of where you are living April 1. Exactly. So for students, you're not going to be counted in your parents' home if your parents live in a different town, a different state. You're actually counted here in Stillwater as a Stillwater resident, even if you're not here 12 months out of the year. They just want to know who's living where on April 1. And that's real important for students to know. Mm -hmm. And if you're here on April 1st, living here in Stillwater, get yourself counted. Right. Now, what if you don't complete the census by April 1? Well, they do. um, So (laughs) backing up a little bit, the process starts um, around March 12th when they'll be rolling out the first mailings of these postcards. Now, some people, if they're in areas that in the past it's uh, been shown that they have very low internet uh, connectivity issues, then if you're in one of the areas, you may get a paper form. You're still going to be able to fill out um, online, but you'll get that paper form. Um I want to stress that not everyone is going to be able to get that census, basically, postcard invite Mm -hmm. that we've been talking about. Yes. Everyone won't get them at the same time. They're going to start rolling those out kind of early, mid March. And then as weeks go by, people in different areas will receive their postcard. Um, 
However, they will give you until a certain amount of time to get that filled out. And then once that time hits, they'll start um, sending out reminders and encouraging people to go ahead and do what they need to do to get it uh, filled out. After a certain period of time and after the reminders, then they do send personnel out to uh, different residences to try to get them counted in person. And so I'm going to get mine done as soon as I can, because if I waited and the person came to my house, I'm going to be in my PJs or something, and I'm going to be a crazy mess, and it's going to be nuts. Yes, I'll be up gaming, and it'll be crazy, and I won't even hear him ring my bell, maybe. But if I do hear him ring my bell, my hair is going to be crazy. I'm going to have my PJs on, and and I don't want to have to to you're one of those talk that to you someone look, official. You look out then. The curtain <laughs> and say, ah, I'm not here. <laughs> well, so avoid the door. Fill out the census. Fill exactly. it out online. Mm-hmm. Call. It's really simple. Except that here's what I do understand is I get a paper. Um, mostly related to home stuff. And it is possible that I put it somewhere and I may or may not have it easily accessible at my fingertips. I would encourage everyone when you get that document, slip it right into a pocket of your purse, fold it and slip it into your wallet. If you can't complete it right then, then put it somewhere where it is easily accessible to you so that you know exactly where it is when you have time to fill it out. And especially so that when you come to the library, you've got that card. Because, as I said, there are ways to fill it out without the card, but it is going to take some extra steps. So make it as easy on yourself as possible. Put that little postcard somewhere safe and, and bring it on over to us, and we'll get you, get you where you need to go. Awesome. Is there anything that you did not share with us that you would like to? You know, I think one of the really big messages that I want to let people know is we have so many people who do fill out that census, and everyone really appreciates that. And there are harder-to-count populations that it can be more difficult um, because of transportation or access to devices. So language, there are a lot of different barriers. If you're one of those people who just standardly fills out their census, look for your neighbors, your friends, your relatives who may not be as comfortable with it and give them encouragement and help to go ahead and get the census completed, help them understand um, why it's so important to the Stillwater community. So be one of the the people who can help spread the word, even though you yourself may not need encouragement to fill out the census. And you spoke of transportation, and that's something that uh, we've been working with OSU with. Uh, in March, they will start, and I'm not sure when, so don't you know quote me on that, but they're going to start uh, allowing you to take that postcard size mailing and get on a bus, and they will take you to the library, to the Census Central, for free, as long as you have that document. 
they'll oh, stamp it helpful. or write yeah. on it that you've used that so that it won't be reused again. But this way, if you don't have good transportation, you can still get down to the library to get in and use one of the computers there. And that's been one of the stories this year is the incredible partnerships between all of the organizations who serve so many different populations Everyone sees just what benefit this is going to be to people who need more money coming and more funding coming in here to Stillwater. We're all of us working together just like OSU Transportation to try to make it as easy and accessible for people as possible. All right. Can we ask you to come back and tell us how it's going? Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Stacey. Thanks for having me. Let's take a look at the mailbox. The city receives questions in a lot of different ways, including email, social media, even phone calls. So our first question is from Caitlin on Facebook. Could you post something about the trash pickup with uh, holiday information? Uh, I think we've been doing a pretty good job of getting some information out about holiday trash because uh, every communication, every community does their trash a little different over the holidays. So what's Stillwater's yeah. process? So Caitlin, um, for holidays, uh, trash and recycling remains the same. So for the residential customers, you will have trash, single stream, and glass recycling collection on the day of the holiday. Same as normal. One thing you do want to be aware of is because a lot of people forget to put their recycling or their trash bins out. You want to make sure that your trash bin is out by 6 a.m. so that it is picked up and not missed because it wasn't out on time. Yeah, because the the uh, routes run different times. So if your trash usually runs at 10 o'clock in the morning, it could on a holiday come by at 6 o'clock. So you need to make sure those your trash and recycling is out at 6 a.m. That way we can be sure to uh, collect it. Sure. Awesome. But, yeah, that's uh, Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, all of the Monday federal holidays, Fourth uh, mm. of July. Uh, our building is closed, but our trash and recycling people are still working. All right. That's a good answer. Let's go to question number two. Oh, and, and it happens to be about the census. So we have Jeff from Twitter. I've been hearing a lot about the census lately. How would the census contact me to make sure that I'm counted? Great question, Jeff. And what will happen is you're going to receive a postcard size envelope from the U.S. Census Bureau. So if you see U.S. Census on there, open that up. Um, and the surveys are not going to be addressed to you per se, is it will be addressed to the resident at that address. So that we don't care what your name is. We just care to know how many people are, are there. So make sure you're counted. Um, there may be a couple of different options for you to respond. This year, you can actually do it online. You can make a phone call and take it by phone, or you can actually call and request a paper copy. So if you feel more comfortable with the paper copy, you may want to go that route. Thanks for asking. Well, thank you for listening to FYI Stillwater. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.